realize that this is somewhat work and my job and just kind of part of what I do every week, but I sort of feel like I'm sitting down for the first time today. It almost feels like the first time I'm sitting down for several days. Um, and to be fair, this definitely does not feel like work. So this is kind of nice for me. I feel like I'm sitting down and taking a couple beats and hanging out with y'all. My daughter, uh, Scarlett, starts kindergarten in public school tomorrow. And so it's just been kind of a week getting her ready. And I also have like a really busy week with work and some projects that I'm working on, which I will get to later in this episode. Um, but yeah, man, back to school and not even back to school, but just going to school and kind of letting myself hang out in my fields and, you know, it's just different. I, I mean, I put them in a daycare out of absolute necessity because I needed to work and work more um, back in April and the transition for Scarlett specifically was pretty hard. And I'm experiencing some of that again with her. Um, and so I think it was a couple of episodes back, uh, talking about like just kind of showing up with food from a place of love for your people, you know? And so I have been, like spending a bunch of time this week uh, kind of with her too, you know, like uh, including her and like choosing what we are going to pack in her lunch and taking a couple extra steps to like do some cute stuff for her and some thoughtful stuff. I know that um, when I was young, I was totally a latchkey kid. Right. And my mom was uh, gone most most of the time before I was even awake. And so I I very much remember waking up and, um, you know, her leaving me a note every day on the counter, partially with like shit that I needed to get done before she got home that evening. But it was always very, you know, like from a place of love and like, here, you know, don't forget to eat your breakfast. Here are your options. And so Scarlett can't read, but I'm already thinking about um, just little like notes per se that I'm going to put in her lunchbox and just taking a little bit of extra time uh, to kind of assemble some of that today. So like I said, I'm grateful and glad to be just like kind of sitting down and collecting myself for a moment. And with that, I will kind of jump right in today's episode. Um, I got some questions from y'all and I'm going to start with Mickey from Florida asks, what kind of dessert do you recommend making for a crowd? Uh, this is a good question and this is timely and y'all know I love a timely moment. I'm actually um, attending yet another big gay dinner this week. And uh, because of what I do, which is funny, and this is like totally self-inflicted. I don't always get signed up to d for dessert, but I mean, 
um, I own a bakery here in Denver, Buttermoon Bake Co. And so I oftentimes uh, either get assigned to dessert in general, or it's also just sort of an easy go-to. I actually love cooking more than I love baking, but after this week, it will be nice and like an absolute necessity for me to sort of be able to put myself on autopilot. Um, and so with that, one of my favorite things to do specifically for a crowd, especially if you can get your hands on, um, I mean, you can obviously do a, a couple of them, uh, easily or get like a big ass sheet pan, like a commercial sized one and just make like a huge one is a galette. I mean, I just feel like they are so versatile and I mean, especially with like the abundance of produce this time of year and they're like forgiving and they're easy, but they're also like a little bit kind of fancy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I don't think that they are fancy, but generally speaking, especially because of the presentation, I feel like it's one of those things that people always get like real jazzed on. And there's also like, you know, like you, like, kind of like people are impressed by them sometimes, which again, I feel like if people knew how easy they were, like it's a topless pie. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a pie with one less step. Um, but there, I mean, I love doing, and they come together so fast, right? Like so long as you have a crust recipe that you really love, I will always be and am like an all butter crust stand forever and ever. Amen. Uh, but you can do whatever you want. Like some of y'all prefer doing um, shortening and butter or, you know, like I know some of y'all are using uh, wicked cold vodka, you know, as a binder. I'm just like real old school. And yeah, I just, they're easy. They really are. And they come together so fast. And like I said, if you wanted to get real bougie, I, I mean, I suppose that you could do, um, like two different flavors. I don't know how big your crowd is, but for me, let's see, two, four, six, you know, there's anywhere from six to 10 people that usually attend big gay dinner. And so I'm just going to make like a little bit of a bigger one. And because it is peach season here in Colorado, I will absolutely be using uh, local Palisade peaches and, you know, like you thick slice those babies and, it's, it really is. It's just like easy and it comes together real fast. So also you can use, you know, like apples in, um, in the fall or whatever with, you know, people have like huge crops of apples I love doing galettes with apples. Um, so I feel like they're super versatile in terms of the time of year too. You know what I mean? Like there's always like a shitload of, some kind of produce and also you could go like a savory route if you weren't necessarily doing dessert so any who dessert for a crowd galette I have other options but I feel like that's for sure my favorite just do that do a galette I don't know where you live but do a peach one peaches are in season everybody loves peaches except that said I actually met somebody uh, I do the farmer's market uh, City Park Farmer's Market every Saturday from 8 until 1. 
And I felt really bummed because I had somebody come last weekend that was, um, you know, new to me and Buttermoon and had never had us before and was excited to meet me and, you know, read about Buttermoon in a write-up that um, 5280 did on us not too long ago. And then she realized that the hand pie last week was peach. And it's like the one thing that she was allergic to. And I was so bummed. I mean, she got some other stuff, but I was just like super bummed for her. So come back to me. I won't always do peach, except this week is peach again. Anywho, um, the next question I received was, Hey, Ava, I'm wondering what your favorite cake is that doesn't need or require frosting. And this kind of like took me aback for a second because I was like, what? I mean, like you don't have to frost anything. And then I was like, oh, wait, like tea cakes and pound cakes. And I mean... I feel like I could broad stroke the fuck out of this. You know what I mean? Like you could make banana bread in a cake pan and call that banana cake. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think again, pound cake is just like a galette and it is hella versatile. And I feel like you can add whatever, like kind of mix in situation, um, I've done like a blueberry one with a lime glaze. That's really good. I actually did a peach pound cake uh, shortly after Maddox was born uh, last year, as a matter of fact. And I remember making that because for similarly because of this, right? I mean, it wasn't necessarily that I was focusing on something that absolutely didn't require frosting, but I just wanted something less labor intensive because it was one of the first times that I was getting back into the kitchen and baking. Um, and yeah, I made a peach pound cake and it was so good. I remember it cracking and being like furious about it, but it was really good. So yeah, I feel like get kind of creative when you think about, I mean, maybe I'm going to get dragged for this, but I feel like fucking damn near anything could be considered like, a, I mean, whether you want to whack it in like a loaf pan or in a, you know, I don't, even some like, you know, when you have like a blueberry muffin and you're like, this is cake, you know, you're like, have you ever had a blueberry muffin like that? Or even like a chocolate chip one. And you're like, mm, this is a cake and uh, this is a cupcake, but we're calling it a muffin and we're going with it. You know what I mean? So like, think a little bit outside of the box. Um, and again, use like what's in season right now. I was actually thinking about, um, doing like a, uh, strawberry. I've made a strawberry cakes in the past because Scarlett requested one, uh, actually for her birthday last year. And I do, um, a lot of like dehydrated strawberries or like freeze dried strawberries. So you're not getting a ton of liquid. Um, but I've been roasting strawberries for a while for the bakery, for some of my pie and tart fillings. And I was kind of thinking about like going that route with making a cake. And so that could be an idea as well. Um, also cherries are in season and I don't know, man, I'm like a big lover of roasting my fruit. I feel like it concentrates 
the flavor really well and kind of cooks off some of the liquid so it can be a little bit more versatile um, and you don't have to be so scared about adding it to things like cakes or in my case scones specifically is what another thing that I was thinking about so yeah think pound cake and things like tea cakes and start there and just go nuts and then Ian in Minnesota Shout out to Minnesota. I lived there for a long time. I don't know if y'all knew that, but I did like on and off for like 10 years of my life. Um, he asks, favorite camping recipes. That was hella short and sweet, right to the point. Favorite camping recipes. Again, what a timely moment because I'm actually getting ready to go camping in a couple of weeks. Um, some of you may know that this is kind of like my first big year in transition. Um, I got divorced this year. I moved out this year. I started a business at the very tail end of 2020. Um, and so my life looks a lot different than what it has looked like. I don't know. I mean, like these past five years, especially, but I mean, even as long as 10, right? Um, and I was thinking about how I'm not even going camping for the first time until the end of August. Uh, and usually in the past, I start camping Memorial weekend and go, you know, second week of September. And I'm usually going like once or twice a month. So the reality is, is that this is most likely going to be the only camping. I don't want to jinx myself. I hope it's not. I hope that I can swing something. Um, parts of Colorado, I mean, like I've camped in Steamboat uh, actually the last weekend in September, and that's actually really beautiful. And so I don't want to jinx myself. I'm still crossing my fingers that I can uh, sneak in another camping trip before, before the end of the year. So, but anyways, with that, you may or may not be asking the right person for this question because I make camping what I make at home like I tent camp right and I'm not necessarily site camping I mean once in a while if we travel out of state and it's to a lake you know I've done some site camping there but for the most part it's like you know on BLM land dispersed camping car camping you know um but like in a tent uh but when it comes to food, like I am not fucking around. Like I'm not eating hot dogs and like weird, what are those like freeze dried meal situations? Like I'm not eating that. Okay. Like I respect and value the folks that are more inclined to like pack hella light and that is all good. And I also, you know, I understand that like when you're actually backpacking that this looks a little bit different, but if I am driving a car and it has space and I got a couple coolers, like we are eating. In fact, what I probably, well, I, I mean, in terms of like home cooked meals, I might actually eat better when I'm camping, at least this year anyways, because I have a little bit more time to be intentional and like do some things in advance. You know what I'm saying? And so like in the past, there is Scarlett's favorite soup, which is also one of my favorite soups. Uh, it is a Chipotle chicken soup that is 
stupid easy, and you can actually find that on my blog at avatrucky.com. Uh, it's just one of those things. There, there are two recipes in my life like this that are always like, this is better than it should be for what's actually in it. Um, and it has chickpeas and chicken and chipotles. And so it's comes together in like, uh, literally a couple of minutes. And I usually make that in advance. I make a potted rice in advance and bring like all of the garnish. Um, I also do like, uh, spaghetti with meat sauce so um there are like usually like a steak night with some sort of grilled veg and like foil pack potatoes um like tacos I mean like I said I don't I mean I hope that this is actually helpful to you and that you're not like what the fuck like I I was asking you what kind of grilled cheese you were making, which is also an option, okay? Like, I'm not knocking those of you that are just like, I want to pack peanut butter and jelly to eat for three meals a day while I'm in the woods. That's on you. Um, but I also, in the past, have made, uh, like, a bunch of breakfast burritos and brought those up, you know, like, wrapped them in foil and then just heated them up in the morning, uh, pasta salad is another thing that travels really well. I usually cut up a watermelon before I go. And then for sure, like to keep things easy, you know, like, I mean, I'm not a total monster. I mean, I, you know, like there's a bag of Doritos <laughs> and like, uh, I bring stuff for s'mores, which on this note, if you're not, and now I'm like irritated at myself because I don't exactly know what they're called. They're Keebler and they're like, chocolate cookies has a hole in the middle, like chocolate on one side. And then it's like chocolate drizzle on the top. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? What the fuck are those cookies called? Somebody has to call me out and tell me what those are called. But in terms of like saving space and doing s'mores the right way, that's what you should be doing your s'mores with if you're not already doing so. Cause then you don't have to bring like a bar of chocolate and it always gets melty and blah, blah, blah. You bring those cookies, you keep them in the cooler. What are those cookies called? I'm not going to look it up because I'm going to get distracted. But anyways, um, okay. So to recap, I am making like actual dinners and I'm doing like prep in advance. So for example, the, <laughs> the group that I'm going camping with now, uh, and the girl that I'm going camping with specifically is, uh, vocal <laughs> about like what we are taking and, um, you know, like delegating and I love her for it. This is very on brand for her. Um, but naturally because of the bakery and because of who I am, I will be making biscuits and gravy for breakfast. And obviously I'll make the biscuits in advance, but she's trying to convince me to make the gravy in advance. And like, if you've ever made sausage gravy, it takes like 10 minutes. And also I'm not reheating it. And I hope that you're listening to this because I'm telling you again, and now I'm voicing it publicly. I'm not making that in advance. Also, I think that um, we are going to do like tikka masala 
to take up there and I would make that in advance. And then I don't know what she's doing. Something with a foil pack or kebabs or something about a rice pilaf, which, <laughs> oh, don't get me started on rice pilaf. I actually couldn't even really tell you necessarily like what exactly rice pilaf was because to me it sounds like something that people ate in like the 80s or like the 70s even. I'm like, who says pilaf? Like I, <laughs> anyways, I feel like again, just like in terms of the galette or um, thinking outside of the box with like unfrosted cakes, I don't know if you have the time and if you love cooking, like camping can actually be like kind of fun to spend like a little bit more time like prepping some stuff. And then, I mean, I don't recommend like going up there, you know, going wherever you're camping and like making like a meat sauce like on site. You know what I'm saying? Like think, think outside the box in terms of like, just because I'm not at home doesn't mean that I can have like a meal that I would really enjoy, but for sure, like get a bunch of stuff prepped before you go. Cause that will inherently make your life easier. And if you're active, like I am, like I, you know, when I'm camping, I want to go hiking and explore and do that kind of thing. I love going back to the campsite and being like, cool, I'm not eating a fucking Turkey sandwich. I'm going to eat like a meal that I love, you know? So do your prep in advance. Don't make fucking sausage gravy in advance. Who does that? Anyways, I hope that that helped and that you're not like, I can't believe that you just suggested I take tikka masala to the woods. <laughs> and then the last question that I got was, hey, Ava, I'm going to college and I need to expand my kitchen gadgets. What are some of your favorites? You, again, might be asking the wrong person uh, for a couple of reasons. This first one is because I am being a little facetious, but I didn't go to college. And so I don't really know what you need there. I'm guessing, and maybe this is not entirely fair, but like either you're in a dorm or like I'm guessing space is somewhat limited. And then the other part of me not being facetious, but like being for real is like, I'm not actually a gadget person, sort of like in my life as a whole. I am a minimalist for the most part, even in the kitchen. Like I don't like, I don't like a bunch of shit in my house. And I especially don't, my storage situation in my current kitchen in my apartment is shamble mountain. I mean, like when I say like there is no storage, like think about how I don't have access to three drawers, like a cupboard situations, uh, because they don't open because of the size of my fridge. Okay. So things that I can't live without though, now that I have them, I don't know how much baking you do, but I bake a lot. And so a tool that I find myself using often is like my bench scraper. I use that a lot. And if you are going to do any or any kind of baking, like, um, I don't know, pie dough, like dough, dough related, right? Like things that you're going to roll out, get a bench scraper. Also, something that doesn't take up a lot of space that I use a lot. I mean, I'm talking like, you know, one or two times a week for sure. In the past, maybe even more as a rice cooker. 
get you a rice cooker. I don't know why everybody that, you know, that cooks that enjoy, like have a rice cooker. Like don't, what is this? Like the hill that we're going to die on is like people that commit themselves to like shamble mountaining with like pots of rice and like it never comes out right. And like sometimes it's crunchy and sometimes it's like mushy and crunchy and like buy a rice cooker for the love of God. I mean, like I just, it's just me and the babies and like mine is pretty small and that's all I need. Also, like the only other kind of like big gadgety thing that I have is a pressure cooker. Um, I mean, they really do like really come in handy, especially. I'm not even going to say especially with anything. I mean, almost, for example, tikka masala or like stews or any sort of like braised meat type situation, curries, all of that goes in the pressure cooker for the most part, especially if I'm like cramped on time. Uh, that thing has come in handy like a billion times. Uh, what else? Obviously, like some basic stuff, right? Like measuring cups and spoons. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a rolling pin. I feel like having a good amount of like prep bowls, like mixing bowls, even if you just have like big, medium, small that, you know, especially things that nest inside of each other so that they're not taking up a bunch of space. Um, a sharp ass knife. I mean, like literally I've made it that I don't, this is shameful. Some of, I mean, I don't, to be fair, I don't bake bread like for, for my bakery, but I don't own a bread knife. Can you even with the fact that I don't own a bread knife? I mean, Sometimes I can't even, I've gotten dragged for that already actually, but like a sharp knife, like a, you know, and it doesn't even have to be like a fancy dancy knife, but whatever knife that you have, make it be a, like a standard chef's knife and make it be sharp. Um, a cutting board that isn't glass because apparently that is still a thing that some people use and do is purchase glass cutting boards. And that's hella weird to me. Uh, glass Tupperware. See, like, these are not even things that are gadgety. Now <laughs> I'm just like, well, let me tell you about things that will save you some space. Yeah, I, I don't really do kitchen gadgets. I am so sorry. I don't have, like, any, I don't know. I think about, like, some people have crazy amounts of shit, like, egg cookers and just, like, all sorts of different things that go in the microwave and, like, waffle makers and that kind of shit and, like, I don't know. I don't even have a food processor. Can you believe that for as much cooking and baking as I do? I mean, I have a Ninja. That thing's pretty cool. And I've had that thing for years. I do love that guy. Yeah, that's about all I got. Honestly, I think that my favorite tool is baking related and it's my bench scraper and I feel like lost without it. Um, and with that, like I said, I would talk about later in the episode, um, I actually recently had to replace mine because I do use the shit out of mine and I am, uh, getting ready to film. I'm not filming it, but, uh, I am teaching a biscuit class that's going to be pre-recorded for purchase this week. And I actually, I had to buy a new bench scraper and that's kind of what made me think of that. And also if you do make biscuits or really, I mean, if you're cutting out dough uh, pies or biscuits or whatever, um, 
make sure that you have a sharp cutter. And uh, I will talk about that in my biscuit class uh, that I'm actually really excited to do. Uh, full transparency, I'm nervous, right? Like I, I mean, I sit here and hang out with y'all and do the podcast and um, I feel like in the beginning, you know, it took a couple beats for me to not be uh, super nervous about like recording my voice and, you know, worrying about like the quality and is it going to sound good enough? But I've been photographed a bunch of times, but I, your girl has never been filmed, you know? And so uh, I'm nervous y'all, but I, it is something that I'm really excited to do and I'm looking forward to doing it. And I think that it will be a lot of fun. So get you a bench scraper. Any of you, if you do any kind of like baking with dough, do that. That's, that's my big gadget recommendation. And I am so sorry if you're like, what is that? Not helpful. Anyways, we are entering the end of August and I am just kind of treading water at this point and keeping my head above water. And I am really looking forward to touching base with y'all next week and hanging out after some of this dust settles. I hope y'all enjoy the rest of your week. See ya.